This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. I think I'm hungover, but I only had four glasses of whiskey last night. Only four? Yeah. Only four. But it was McAllen. So that's good. Uh, that's the right choice. Yeah. So Stanley's hungover. I'm not. Nothing yo, new. I haven't been hungover in so long. Why not? Because I don't drink like that anymore. When we first started doing the show, for oh those of you God. on Facebook Live, I used Stanley to drink did. heavily every Saturday night yes, and did. then literally come into the studio hungover. You are hard. Like one time you fell asleep on air. I had the flu like, that day, Whatever, Stanley. I feel like I'm the only person <laughs> that didn't uh, do any kind of celebrating uh, of that kind yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I had one ginger beer. One ginger wow. beer? Four percent alcohol. Get out of the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, the guys, discipline. we are back on However, it was the NYC Cannabis Parade. Ooh. So... I was saying I, I didn't celebrate in that way. Right. Mm. Hold on. Hold your door. Hold your door for one second. <laughs> so we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR. If you were just tuning in, you should be because the show just started. This is Stanley <laughs> Fritz. And if you want to talk to me, you can follow me on Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can also do the same thing on Instagram at Stan Fritz. If you also go to the Snapchats, I deleted that, but you can still follow me at Stan Fritz. I think I changed the name before I closed it out. And what did I miss, Lena? On Facebook, facebook.com slash Stan Fritz. Fritz, actually Stanley Goodhair Fritz, don't ask. Um, thank you for that. So yes, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard, where we talk politics, social issues, foreign policy from a diverse perspective. Happy Sunday, guys. I'm very happy to be here. If you're in New York City, do not drive because today is the five borough bike tour. And yeah, it was pretty hard. I literally had to like drive through the Bronx to get to Harlem. So it, it was it was a little messy, but you know what? I can't, I've survived. I'm here, survived. unlike last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is Selena Hill. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. At, no, Instagram and Twitter at Miss Selena Hill. Miss is spelled with an M-S. And Twitter, no, I said Twitter. Facebook, Selena Hill. But we have a very special show, guys. Um, if you're watching via Facebook Live, you probably noticed that our co-hosts, our regulars, Alyssa Fuchs, she is not here. She is literally in the five borough bike tour so thank you Alyssa, for holding up traffic today and jackie cohen <laughs> who is in toronto enjoying life living her best life because yeah, yeah why would you be on the radio on an early sunday morning when you could be in toronto i think jackie's related to drake she's always in toronto now you know what she's always in the six always in the six the six is getting washed by the, <laughs> by the 23 is. right now but lebron's destroying them yeah, that's what I heard. I, there was this meme that said LeBron, LeBron James is going to turn the 02 into the 03. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that's funny. Um, <laughs> so we have um, a very special guest here with us. We have Catherine uh, Bresler. There we go. Slowly. Okay. <laughs> Co-founder of People for Bernie Sanders. She's also an educator here in New York City. And she's an activist. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Good morning. I was also held up by the borough uh, bike tour as I passed by Adam Clayton, uh, the building. Uh, there was live music out in front, and I had to wait as mm. the the bikes went across. Did a, did a quick little IG <laughs> <laughs> video, said I was on my way over here. I guess you can follow me on all of those platforms at K-A-T-B-R-E-Z-L-E-R at Kat Bresler on all of the platforms. K-Breezy. Wow. <laughs> K-Breezy. 
So we have a great show lined up. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to be talking about Puerto Rico and that tragic May Day protest that ended up with peaceful protesters being mm. tear gassed in Puerto Rico. I mean, they're just protesting for what? Schools, pensions, jobs, um, their livelihoods. Uh, it, it's a disaster. And, you know, it's time for us. Electricity. <laughs> right, electricity. <laughs> water. The big things. <laughs> the simple things that we as Americans all enjoy. Hold on. Oh. They are American, oh, right? They are American, but they're being treated as this stepchild. Like, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And, and Puerto Rico has been feeling the effects, the ramifications of the way our central government and our federal government treats them for decades. And this is all pretty much exploded after Hurricane Maria. So we're going to talk about that. And before we do, we have a couple other news stories, some fun stuff to talk about. Like right, Bill, Stanley? Like Bill Cosby? Mm-hmm. I said fun stuff. We can mm. make fun of him. You know what they should do? Did you see? Did you see Infinity? War? Of course, you didn't see Infinity War. No, I actually was supposed to. See, I had a. I had passes to see a pre-screening. What? I Why didn't, didn't make you get those it. to me? Oh please! <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Oh please! Stanley, as much as you do not keep me informed on your like whereabouts and livelihood, like you that gotta is, be kidding me. So Selena's mad at me because I didn't tell her that I was moderating a panel yesterday from by the New York Urban League Young Professionals. But I, I've, like, done something at their State of Young Black New York every year for the Except last Except for years. last year when I was there. Oh, I was in Albany. Right. Yeah, so you can't get mad at me for that. But, guys, we do have a pretty good show, and I'm excited to have you guys on here. It's going to be lit. By the way, Danny, hello, beautiful to you. So, guys, <laughs> if you're on Facebook Live, feel oh, free so to give... Oh, so now we're live. Yeah. Oh, yes, now we are if live. If people are watching, then it has to be happening. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Feel free to leave us questions, comments, curse words. We won't read the curse words because, you know, we can't say curse words on air. But we will be happy to receive them all. And today's show is going to be legend, wait for it, Dairy. Selena, say some words so I can cue a song. Sure. So, and of course, if you want to let your voice be heard, call us up. The number is 212-650-6903. You can also tweet us at beheard underscore radio. And of course, you can leave comments on our Facebook Live. Is the Facebook Live upside down? Yeah, good job, Selena. <laughs> I'll take it out in a second. I'm going to go fix it. Louisiana. <laughs> We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC, are the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, good job, because we are just now getting our crap together. This is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Selena Hill. And, of course, the brand-new guest of the show, the immaculate, the brilliant, <laughs> the oh-so-wonderful-and-powerful Bronx mommy, K-Breezy, Kat Bresler. Good morning. Good that morning. Was, <laughs> that was my radio voice. You liked it? That intro was Stella. everything. That is, but uh, guys, if you don't know, she's also the co-founder of People for Bernie Sanders. She's an educator and she is an activist. What type of activist? Or did I ask you that already? No, I, I mean. That future uses. This, this goes back a long time. When I was uh, a student at uh, Lehman College, which is also a CUNY school. Shout out to CUNY. Uh, I, I started uh, protesting the war. Uh, having debates on campus about whether or not we should be at war and showing up to demonstrations at like Fordham Plaza uh, saying that we should do college, not combat. And that you you start going like once a month to these things and then you start showing up to a meeting every other week and pretty soon uh, it's an everyday affair in your life. Uh, Moved from that towards Occupy Wall Street, Fight for 15, uh, refusing the test and the opt-out movement in the state of New York, and uh, on to feel the burn Bernie Sanders campaign. 
So Catherine is really in these streets. Like you are literally <laughs> marching and protesting for all of these social causes. Obviously, we appreciate your activism. We appreciate you being here today. Um, thank you. And um, so let's just kick off the news roundup. This is the time where we talk about all the news stories in the past week that made us laugh, cry, delete Facebook, <laughs> get really upset. Like it's always a lot going on. Was and there a choice? No, there's never a choice. But before we get to the past week, I just want to shout out Childish Gambino. He dropped a new video for his single, This Is America. It is viral already, obviously. And it's being it's a trending topic all over Twitter. So shout out to everybody who is watching, supporting. I haven't watched it yet, so don't ruin it for me, guys. And, oh, speaking of things I haven't watched yet, but is on my to-do list in the next two hours, did you guys see... Stormy Daniels in SNL's cold open last night. Well, no, I was sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch this? I did not watch it last (laughs) night, but I did see it this morning. Tell us. Let me explain to you why. Alyssa's not here. You know, every Sunday, Alyssa's like, guys, did you watch SNL? It was so funny. And it's usually not. But (laughs) (laughs) this morning... (laughs) <laughs> but this cold open really was funny, so I had to make sure that I watched it. They had everyone in there: Stormy Daniels, Scarlett Johansson, um, who else? Um, lots of other famous people. They had um, Alex Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yep. Alec Baldwin. Yep. There we go. And so I heard like Stormy had like this epic line where she was like, "A storm is coming, baby." <laughs> like yeah. I she's really been on it. She drugged uh, Roseanne Barr a little bit ago. I don't know if you saw that tweet. I cannot reiterate what she said. <laughs> you gotta uh, tell uh, us what she said in 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 like the most censored way possible. So um, a little rim work. <laughs> I, I mean, basically, mm-hmm. rim work is yeah. what uh, Roseanne claimed uh, Stormy mm. did. Yes. And uh, rim work? Well, okay, what is the term? <laughs> 20, 20 second timeout. So, Facebook Live, Selena is very young. So, we have to. <laughs> She'll understand when she's older. You'll what understand. Is, what is, oh. is, is the term rim work? Yeah, you don't like the rim? <laughs> so All right, guys. Selena, did you see this tweet? It, Yes, if you like six sixty nine, I like, like Takashi six nine, the rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right 69. now, this is hilarious. Yeah. You know what? Fine, just keep going. It's Selena. It's like a reach around. <laughs> All right, and you explained <laughs> to me that one time. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> continue. Oh my! So. Listen, if you're listening on Facebook Live, just explain to Selena what <laughs> what a rim, you know, what the rim stuff is. <laughs> I'm sure someone knows. It's new terminology. How am I supposed to keep up? And if, like, you're, on, if you're listening on podcast later on, just leave a comment to explain to <laughs> Selena. Or at her on Twitter, at MS you, Hill. You don't have to do that. Yes, you should. <laughs> yes. And send her <laughs> pictures and videos, too. Stanley. <laughs> Explicit. <laughs> no. Tutorials. Yes. Don't do that. Don't do that. Back to the tweet. So, so, so Roseanne had claimed that she did this thing okay. that she did not, in fact, <laughs> With her do. And so <laughs> she uh, kind of explained to her that that's not what she's famous for. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And did More Roseanne of a actor expand? <laughs> rims, you know? Roseanne didn't respond. She didn't respond. No. Okay. Well, that settled that then. Yeah, listen, you um, asked. I'm not sure what the <laughs> point was behind that, but uh, speaking of Stormy Daniels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's talk about <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. I'm switching gears here oh, a little yeah, no, bit, no, guys. No, no. no that's the same. So it's the same, it's in the same conversation, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, my so goodness. Rudy Giuliani earlier this week 
Um, he actually spilled the beans. He was on, I think, Fox News and Friends, and he decides to talk about his client, Donald Trump, and he basically admitted that Donald Trump did know about the $130,000 hush money that Stormy Daniels was paid right before the campaign. And I'm thinking, like, I know he said it in passing, but I'm like, is he, like, just making a concerted effort to ruin everything? I'm like, what is going on? I think they call that foot and mouth syndrome. (laughs) Rudy Giuliani is like the friend. So you're like, you're uh-huh. out, you're cheating on your girlfriend, right? <laughs> right? And your girlfriend suspects it. She goes, I know you were out at the club last night. You're like, no, I wasn't. And then your friend Ronnie comes and you're like, Ronnie, wasn't I with you last night? And Ronnie goes, yeah, man, with them big booty girls at the club. <laughs> That's what Giuliani just did. And I was like, and it was so funny because Sean Hannity was, uh, oh, he paid. I did, I did not know that. I did not. <laughs> Sean Hannity, I can't. <laughs> Y'all share the same lawyer, but you didn't know. He was like, I, I, I did not know that thing. Like, oh, Danny J- Jella says, yes. Rim is booty biz, by the way. Thank you for the explanation. You're I welcome. appreciate that. Not really. You but don't have to keep it so clean, Danielle. <laughs> but yeah, so Skinny. like, <laughs> I'm like trying to keep up with everything that's going on with the Trump debacle. And mm-hmm. like, at this point, it's just, I mean, Donald Trump, two weeks ago, he admitted himself that he was working with Michael Cohen, his lawyer, uh, back when the whole Stormy Daniels things was happening. Because he said, like, yeah, he represented me. And he used past tense. And I'm thinking, this can't be good. Like, this can't be good. I think, ultimately, we as a nation have never really been ultra focused on the fidelity of our executive branch but we are concerned about lying yes we are concerned about criminal activity absolutely from that office or on the way to that office i mean are we because he's been there for a while now so i you know (laughs) i i i think that we'll discover more along the way and uh, you got the juice what do you know i mean (laughs) You have some insight that we don't know about. I, I, I'm sure that we will discover more because mm. that's what lawyers do: discovery. Right. And mm. there are a ton of this nation's best lawyers doing discovery, and they keep excavating more details. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure I, I have faith in in uh, the judiciary branch. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the fourth of state is struggling, but they're doing better. So as as those two uh, uh, try and find new footing in, in this day and age, right, yeah. the judiciary branch and the fourth of state, we'll see new things develop in the coming months. So for the record, Kat knows Bernie Sanders. So I think that like maybe she might have a plug. Uh oh, I didn't know that. What you what you be rocking talking about? Well, you know, I, I, I hear there's a lot of people in Iowa mm-hmm. um, still really feeling the burn. Mm. And uh, New Hampshire is never going to stop feeling the burn. As a neighboring state to Vermont, he's always been is, a faithful ally. Is that because of the rim thing? It is. It is. It's the back door <laughs> to yeah, Vermont. You, you see how you do callbacks, guys? <laughs> All right. So let's, let's shift gears to something much darker and depressing. Oh, good. Um, Alizé Smith and Jerron Keontae were found in a pond mm. with their bodies dismembered. Well, as of April 30th, three men have been arrested in connection to their murder. So three men kidnapped these two young men of color, shot them, then tried to chop up their bodies, and then threw them in the pond to get rid of the evidence. So let's get this straight. The Klan, white supremacists, do we know if they have any connection to larger white terrorist groups or are they just random white men that killed black people? It was Lone Wolf, but there were three of them because Lone Wolves, because, you know. Oh, my God. So these three white men 
killed two young African American men, a modern day lynching. Yep. And Literally. what's happening now? So like they've been arrested and you know they're gonna be officially charged with murder and kidnapping. Oh so we'll see what happens. Things have been going so bad in this country. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, like a mistrial or they oh. walk away. <laughs> <laughs> A hung jury. Yeah, you remember I can't. who was it? I can't. There was like the oh. I can't even gasp at that, right? Yeah. I can't how could you? No, I can't. Yep. No. Remember the Michael Sligger case, the cop that shot yes. the guy five times while he was running and then Walter like threw Scott. a taser at him? Yep. And then um they, he had a, he had two hung trials before they finally got him. Because in both those trials, there was a there was a jury in there that refused to give a, a guilty conviction on him. Yeah, and hold on, Sandra but the thing Bland? is... No, 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 no. Um, uh, no, no, I'm saying in oh. addition... Sandra as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I we, mean, we're just piling them. I thought we were ju- compiling <laughs> a list <laughs> right? at this point. That's a, yeah. really a very depressing, sad list. I, I mean, it, it's just outrageous, and obviously we know we have an administration that has emboldened people who have always been racist and just filled with hate, and they're just, you know, it, 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 we're at the point where it's almost not even shocking because we're almost desensitized to it. And that's what I think is the, the horrible thing about this. Like, this behavior, the, the rhetoric from our president, and, and, like, all the other people that support him, it's almost normalized. Yeah. So so I often hear, uh, because, uh, frankly, I'm, I'm the white person at the table, so I, I'm going to say what, what I hear. Uh, I often hear, but why do we have to bring race into this, mm-hmm. right? And as a teacher who is, is a white teacher that goes into predominantly people of color space in the Bronx, I can tell you that first off, there's a what's called a dignity for all uh, training that teachers have to go through and teaching assistants have to go through. Uh, I, I think that this this part of our training should be a lot more and also refreshed. Maybe not necessarily on a yearly, but maybe every a five year, every yeah. three year type thing. We need more cultural sensitivity to be brought into our classrooms so that we're raising up um, communities of color, but also teaching cultural history. From a, it's hard. It's yeah. hard if to go in as, as a, a person from a completely different community and teach yeah. into a community, and and it's important to it's important to raise that up not yeah. only in that community but also in in your own community. Yeah, absolutely. And Catherine, you know, as you mentioned, you're an educator. You teach black and brown students here in the Bronx. I have a question because there was this story, very controversial, of this white teacher who mm, mm. Um, he, she stood I've on top. I've got some inside information <laughs> on this. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me get Yo, there. Let me the get juice. there. So um, this white teacher, um, she was teaching a class, and a black student fell asleep. I don't know if he was pretending, but he he was just really sleepy. She gets on top of his desk, and she starts stomping. She's like, wake up, wake up. And then she puts her foot on him. She literally grabs him by the dreadlocks, and she's, like, trying to wake him up. And, like, the student's around are laughing so here's the controversy obviously the optics do not look good white teacher grabbing a black student by their dreadlocks never looks good but then uh, uh people were saying there was actually protests because people were saying this teacher is a veteran and i guess she was incorporating humor i i don't it's just honestly it's just really hard to grapple because when i watched it like if you watch this video with the sound off have not, this is not the story i thought she was gonna tell <laughs> Because there's there's a lot 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 of stories out there about there's what's going a lot. On. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm saying that I think that we need to address what's going on in our classrooms. We need to talk about who we're putting in there. We want the most trained and yes. most qualified people dealing with this next generation. Absolutely. And and that's often why I speak out about charter schools and why I speak out about eval- evaluation systems. We want to make sure that what we're getting is. 
a, a strong community-based teaching, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the particulars okay. of your story. You should send me that because okay. I think this is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, but I, what I do think is that uh, what you need to do is, is make <laughs> – I, I, I'm just I'm I'm shook by this image that you're sure. you're, you know it reminds me of the the student Xavier right who uh, wasn't allowed to wear the Malcolm X shirt. Oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah. Yep, I remember that. I I just I feel like there's these disconnects and not understanding how to engage and knowing when to step up and step back and just yeah. listen to a parent, listen to a family, listen to the students. Yeah. Sometimes they need to take leadership when when it's a space that you don't know anything about. Speaking of not knowing anything, Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Oi! <laughs> so, this <month. laughs> so, For those of you who do not know, we traded Kanye West and a bag of weed over to the Whites for <laughs> Rachel Dolezal and Bruce Springsteen. Yes! We had to take Rachel Dolezal in the deal. But anyways... <laughs> Hey, I support it. I su- I'm all so for this. Kanye West. Uh, really? We got Rachel in the oh, <laughs> I don't man. know. I don't know if that felt like. All right, yeah. go ahead. I'm listening. I'm we, listening. We, got, we got Kat in an earlier deal for Stacey Dash. <laughs> that was a good deal. <laughs> that, that was a good deal. pretty good deal. So Kanye West, during a TMZ interview, said that slavery was a choice. And Derek Perkins, I know you're watching on Facebook Live because I see you. So feel free to give a comment. But he said that, yes, slavery was a choice. And he doesn't understand how for 400 years, we just were slaves and didn't fight back. Yes. There's been lots of comments by people who drink rubbing alcohol and rub their rims on, on concrete who agree with Kanye and say slavery was a choice and that it happened for 400 years and people are still slaves. Let's talk about uh, that. Okay, so lots of unpack well, people here. are are definitely still working as much as slaves do. I don't know if you saw this viral article out of the Business Insider, but yeah. uh, we are working more hours technically than um peasants did during i i thought that that was i mean we're worse situation than feudalism (laughs) so so i i'm not sure any of us are signing up for the kind of oppression and exploitation that's now being done it's it's both a cultural thing and an economic thing that we're not talking about at least to the level that I think that we need to be. No, absolutely. No, Catherine is absolutely right. And and I would just say that my initial reaction to Kanye calling slavery a choice, I mean, like like (coughs) Stanley said, like there's so much history and documentation of slave revolts and slave resistance for decades. Slaves always fought back, whether that was passive aggressively and trying to poison their masters Mm. or Mm. if it was spitting in their food. Like they... We always did stuff. And, like, Kanye is honestly literally brainwashed. He is in the sunken place. And mm. I don't even know what to do with him at this point. last week when she was trying to save him, y'all? I did. We had a full conversation about you Kanye last week. And I was like, well, and then oh, no. I, I literally said, like, guys, I understand, you know, he, he's fallen back. But, you know, if we educate him, we can pray for him, he'll come back. And then th- two days later, he's like, slavery was a choice. And I'm like... Yeah, you saw that. Uh, who was it? That who was it from uh, Nigeria that uh, invited him to go look at the slave yep. ship uh, historical yes. sites? Yes, Whoa. he was invited. Yeah, invited <laughs> for a tour. Yeah, <laughs> of he what it, it looked like. Do you remember? I I got chills. Um, Michelle, when Michelle Obama went uh, to visit, she said you could still smell the blood. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty deep. I can't, as I said out loud, the the tingles went from my arms to my legs. I I I remember that that vividly because wow. um, 
she was speaking to women being stuck down there on their menstrual cycle, women uh, giving birth down there, and what, you know, years and years of that being sunk into that area. Mm. What that, I, I can't even imagine uh, the mm. visceralness of that experience. Uh, perhaps if Kanye goes and visits, he might have a different feeling or reaction. He'll call a cruise ship. <laughs> no. On that note, we do need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere, guys. When we come back, we're talking about the May Day uh, protest in Puerto Rico and everything else going on. Puerto Rico. I was trying to say that. Never say that again. I was trying, guys. Forgive me. It wasn't bad. bad. Don't listen to (laughs) me. We are back. (laughs) We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Selena Hill and, of course, Catherine. Bressler, the future governor of New York State. And when Uh-oh. she runs, I will be endorsing her. You know why? Why? Because no one cares about my endorsement, but I do. So that's, that's a lie. That's a lie. Me. Mentiroso. Listen, beloved. Whoa, what did you say just now? Mentiroso? Yeah. What does that mean? Liar in Spanish. Damn, yo, you all that are real good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like mentiroso. No, 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 oh, no, no. First of all, I'm just really used to saying that word to little kids. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, little kids are liars. Little kids. They That's lie, hard. except for when they tell the truth. And when they tell the truth, you want them to lie because it's, it's, like, oh God. it's too real. Always yeah. like that. It's too real. It's too is. honest. Speaking of liars, the U.S. government. Just <laughs> kidding, guys. So we are switching gears. So on May 2nd, thousands of Puerto Ricans took to the streets for a May Day march to protest school closures and austerity measures that could result in significant pension cuts, higher college tuition costs, and reduced paid sick and vacation days. Why? Well, because our federal government and the super rich corporate millionaires and billionaires helped to bankrupt the country of Puerto Rico. And now the working people are being responsible for it. Here's what's going on. If you thought things in Puerto Rico were really bad, you need to recalibrate. They're even worse than you could ever think. As we speak, the island is scheduled to close 283 schools. These closures are a part of a series of budget cuts and agency consolidations to set a path for the island to restructure its crippling $72 billion public debt. And on top of that, the governor of Puerto Rico signed a bill just about two months ago that that pushed to expand charter schools into 10% of the Puerto Rican population and create vouchers for charter and private schools. What is he trying to do? Well, his goal is to privatize the school system in Puerto Rico because guess who is running the U.S. government and pushing these policies down our throat? The orange man who can't keep his hands off of porno stars. Yes. Don't just blame him because there is a huge collective of MFers out there (laughs) who want to privatize education Mm -hmm. and have every motivation to do the greatest amount of harm when it comes to education. When you talk about vouchers and you talk about charter schools, what you're doing is instead of giving all of those resources resources to the public so that everybody has access to quality education. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is increasing at-need students' Mm -hmm. density in one place and dispersing those that would be helpful to the at-need students. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest resources at-need students have is their friends who understand something just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And also, one of the greatest resources to Students who are average or above average understanding. I'm sorry, am I going off? No, too I was a little bit, but I was going to say it's Cat Bresler. <laughs> uh, so, one of the greatest things that a student can do is to teach. 
we are often poised with how much rigor and how much challenge did you give a student. But actually, one of the best things for a student to do is to teach. They get the greatest amount of success and boost their ego and reaffirmment of their knowledge by teaching another student. So they shouldn't actually spend 100% of their day having rigor and challenge. They should spend uh, an equal disbursement of their time teaching each Mm. one. Teach one? If you yes. will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well said. That, that should be the way it's, it's happening, but that's actually not what's happening. Actually, what's happening in Puerto Rico is that they're going to close these schools and they want to cut the funding and thousands of people will lose their jobs. But on top of all those things right now, hurricane season is five weeks away and we mm, expect mm. to see an increase in catastrophic hurricanes yep. this year, even more than last year. Remember last year yep. where it felt like Category 5 was a, like a popular rap song that hit the top of the charts because every time you turned around, <laughs> another one was coming? Well, they're expected to be more of those happening. And Puerto Rico and Houston, but we're talking about Puerto Rico today, have have been examined and they are not prepared. How not prepared are they? Puerto Rico doesn't even have all its power back. So let's tell you what's going on right now. So according to a New York Times article, there was a $2.5 billion reconstruction effort and it had allegedly restored 98% of the grid's customers. And then the power went out again on April 18th. But even with 60% of people still having power, large swaths of the country in the hilly areas in particular, it's just completely pitch black during nighttime. And if you don't have a generator, you just can't see for miles and miles and miles. Along top of that, FEMA has already started to pull out their funding and support of those people. And as we know, they're under investigation for failing to deliver, I think, about 84 million meals to Puerto Rico and Houston. So all these things are kind of like circling around Puerto Rico. And while that's happening, these people are fighting for their lives in a country that is losing its population every single day. So for this conversation, we really want to put this up into the spotlight spotlight, and like start to have the conversation, first of all, about these protests that happened. Selena? Yeah, no, I just wanted to give a shout out to Ray Chacon, who actually Chacon, who actually left a comment via Facebook Live. He says, this has been happening for years. The corruption in Puerto Rico is insane. People literally get away with murder, lived there for four years, and I couldn't believe how the government is run there. Thank you so much, Ray. Feel free to call us up at 212-650-6903. We would love to hear your perspective, Ray, since you actually lived in Puerto Rico and anyone else there. Uh, also, Ken Roy Charrington just left a comment as well. He says, Trump administration and the Congress don't care about Puerto Rico. In fact, the president stated that Puerto Ricans should help themselves as well that's very true shout out to you ken roy Every, everyone else continue leaving those comments tweet us at beheard underscore radio and definitely call us up if you can 212-650-6903 so guys you know I w- oh, sorry ahead. sorry you know it's this rugged individualism that the right preaches that says mm-hmm. you should lift yourself up yep. you don't need A, B, or C, but they have no problem using and exploiting all the agriculture, using and exploiting the people to go to war for them, using and exploiting the people to build the roads and whatever else has made this nation great. That, that they have no problem exploiting. But the rugged individualism is is what what do we say that it's uh, socialism mm-hmm. for uh, the the rich and the corporate interests and mm-hmm. and rugged individualism for the poor? Yeah, 
Absolutely. And I want to ask you the question because there seems to be a lot of rugged beatdowns happening in Puerto Rico. During the protests, the police there were tear gassing children, mothers, parents, the elderly, everyone. They were going into people's houses and pulling them out and arresting them, breaking into dorms, beating up students and arresting them for the protests. And the governor said that we will be looking into different ways to hold people accountable for those protests. Why has there been such an aggressive police and government military response to these people who are just protesting for their pensions, their schools, and their education? I, I mean, it, it baffles me the way that they're being treated there. Uh, the police are like militarized and full gear, and, and they're beating up like the, their, their own people, their own citizens. I, I mean, all they want are basic needs and necessities. We started off this show talking about like how like electricity's down. They don't have water. access to clean water. They don't have, you know, the school systems are, are crumbling. And, you know, stuff like this has been happening for decades. And, and now we've he- hit this peak and people, obviously, they're fed up. And they're being pushed out of their own island. And it's not right. So, you know what? E- even if the protesters were getting uh, aggressive or rioting, I, I mean, what w- they... It's a act. I think they're acting out of anger and frustration at this point, and you can't blame them. Catherine, what do you uh, think? You know, I I think that after or on May Day, police yes. force, especially militarized police yes. force, ought to be aware of the historical implications of May Day. Absolutely, and and of workers uniting on that day and create a more safe space for that to be exercised because May Day. Uh, and the history back to the Haymarket riot. It, it, it's important that the military industrialized complex that has infused itself into the policing mm-hmm. of our communities ha- has has a good understanding of how to police on that day. Especially, could you explain it very quickly for the listeners, just in case they don't know, like me? <laughs> <laughs> So, long time ago, there... Um, Your teacher voice is so lit, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so, a long time ago, uh, there were uh, seven-day work weeks and 12- to 18-hour work days, and children uh, were sent to factories. And people thought that that was not how we should live our lives and that we earned and deserved leisure time and that we deserved healthy and safe working conditions and that an eight-hour workday was ideal. We should have eight hours of rest, eight hours of work, and eight hours of leisure in our lives. Uh, People uh, banded together uh, to fight to unionize. And in Chicago, uh, there was a... um, uh, a protest and and uh, and the the story goes nobody knows who started it but a riot breaks out and eight died and uh, hundreds were injured and uh, it's it's historical in the fight for uh, labor unionization is the haymarket riot Right. And wow. it started on May 4th uh, in and started in May Day celebration and led up to the peak, which was May 4th, the Haymarket riot. Mm. Thank you very much for the education. So no now problem. we do have a caller on the line. Ray Chacon, let your voice be heard, my friend. Hello. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me talk for a little bit. I just no want to. Great show. Uh, I feel really strongly about this. Uh, I lived in Puerto Rico uh, for four years. And when I went, it was during the uh, Obama administration. Uh, you guys remember the stimulus package he sent to help relieve uh, everyone? Yes, when, we uh, do. Things... All right. 
This is how corrupt the government is there. They actually gave half the portion to the working class and then kept the rest so the interest can grow in the bank and they can make pocket off of that and no one else got the money. That's how corrupt the government is there. Um, this has been happening for years. Uh, when I was there, I seen literally people getting killed by police officers uh, just for people protest. Uh, one, you can actually look it up on YouTube. It was years ago. There was a priest there. They were doing a peaceful protest, and he got into an altercation with a police officer. Now, he was holding on to the police officer so he wouldn't get arrested, and the gun went off, uh, grazing the police officer's uh, leg. And he literally took his handgun out and just shot the guy on the floor. And you can look this up. It's real. Wow. That's how corrupt this place is. And it's not just the U.S. It's Puerto Rico itself. The, the people need to uh, rise up and do something because... The police and FBI have so much power there. It feels like the, there are no voices. Guys, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the ongoing crisis in Puerto Rico. We have Ray Chacon on the line. Uh, he's calling in. He lived in Puerto Rico. And, you know, thank you for sharing that story with us, Ray. I have a question for you as someone who lived there um, on the island for years. What do you... How do we move forward now? Are you someone who advocates for statehood, or do you think that Puerto Rico should just stand completely on its own? Uh, what do you feel people in Puerto Rico um, are leaning towards now? Well, when I was living there, there the Independence Party in Puerto Rico is like 2%. It's not really big. Uh, they cause a little bit of noise. It's not much. Uh, I would rather be a state because they need the funding and help. Uh, but the people themselves, uh, they kind of want to be independent, but also want the help of the U.S., but they want to be recognized as their own, uh, like Puerto Rico. We're Puerto Ricans. That's it. Thank you so much for that, Ray. And we, I mean, we colonized the hell out of Puerto Rico for so long. The least we can do is give them their, their own status and, like, and, and support them but, on their feet. But Stanley, you were shaking your head. Do you disagree with advocating for a statehood? No, I was, somebody has sent us a tweet. Oh, that's why you were shaking your head. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I got it. I, it's not my choice, but right. I think that statehood ultimately would help the people in Puerto Rico the most. Yeah. Uh, they need representation. Yeah. That That's actually not just um, tangential. But. That's true. That's true. So, you know, who's to blame? Because Ray has just said that it's not just the federal government. It's also the Puerto Rican government that's actually Correct. been, like, pretty corrupt. But Donald Trump and his administration has not done a good job in providing the resources that Puerto Rico needs, particularly after the storm. Who's to blame for all the trouble happening there now? Well, I think that uh, what I, because I listen to NPR every morning, <laughs> and I didn't mean to like give a shout out to another station. Oh, we all do. We uh, love NPR. Yeah, I love NPR. Uh, uh, but I, what I was hearing were the reports of the pre-gaming for this, as it were, right? Yeah. That there weren't enough tarps there sent beforehand right yeah. that it wasn't news that this was coming their way there wasn't enough pre uh, uh the the pre prep right the resources that should have been in place beforehand are what that lack of uh, uh of of setup is what is uh at fault for where we are now yeah no you're absolutely right so if, if that's the case, what do we need to do now 
to get Puerto Rico back on its feet and not in a way that it becomes a, a private industry bastion. Selena? Yeah, I would say that if we look at the history of Puerto Rico, um, like it was colonized by America and it, you know, at certain points we needed it for different things. Like during the Cold War, we sell up, we set up our military base there and, and, it, and it's like now that we, it kind of feels like America doesn't need or want Puerto Rico and the responsibility because it's been in debt. Like I think it was at like 72 uh, was that a debt of seventy two billion before debt, Hurricane Maria actually hit the island? Yeah. So now it's just like we just want to cut off this this island and 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 not give them the resources that they need to rebuild. And I think we should be actively trying to invest and let them have their independence. Or I mean, at the very least, at the very very least, statehood. Because the thing is, they can't even vote for president. But the one thing I will say is really interesting and almost ironic is how all of these people are migrating out of force. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're migrating into the states, into Florida. And I think that Republicans are very concerned about this because if they're all moving to Florida, obviously they're going to change the political demographics there and they might start voting Republican. So. Oh, excuse me. Yes, they might start voting uh, Democrat. That's already started to happen. Yeah, no, I think I, I don't, I, I, I differ. I, I think I might differ a little bit on, on that opinion. Historically, what we saw happen in New Orleans when they basically fleece a, 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 a place where they, in New Orleans, there are no more public schools. They're all charter. Yeah. And I believe that that is every intention, that they have every intention of doing the same for uh, Puerto Rico. And I think that, uh, I think ultimately what they want to do is excavate and exploit the people and the land for whatever they can. I, I don't think that they're worried about uh, higher density in already blue terrain. Um, and, and if you look at what they've tried to do with gerrymandering over the last decade, as they've had control of so many of these state legislatures, I think that they're going to continue to try and Do that where wherever communities of color are are finding uh, home, even even though they're having to leave the communities. I I I look at this also. My my father's from Argentina, and um, the Argentinian government uh, also had uh, an IMF loan, and which is different than Puerto Rico's uh, debt. But we ought to cancel that debt. Yes. And I don't think that it, it I, I think that canceling the debt in Puerto Rico would ultimately free the people of Puerto Rico. And they deserve yes. that. They uh, should rebuild in, um, in in their culture with their honor instead of watching the corporate establishment come in with cryptocurrency oh, yes. and exploit the people there. Um, so Danny um, Jella actually chimed in saying, asking the question, and maybe this is for you, Catherine. Uh, what did statehood do for Louisiana in the time of Katrina? Now under 45, what would statehood do for Puerto Rico? I mean, um, well, statehood would have uh, they would get a congressional representative that can vote right now. They have a representative that can't vote. Right. So I think that uh, <laughs> I think voting matters. I think it representation does. matters. Absolutely. I think that they ought to be honored with representation. They are Americans. <laughs> and as Americans, we believe in one person, one vote. And we we also do have a representative democracy and they should be represented. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, no, guys, and if you want to chime into this conversation, feel free to call us up at 212-650-6903. We appreciate your comments on Facebook Live as well. And also, thank you to everyone who's been tuning in on Facebook Live. I know the, the connection has been rocky today. We apologize, but thank you, Derek. Thank you, Danny, Ray. Um, let your voice be heard. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> everyone else who's been tuning in. But so, guys, we do have to wrap this conversation up. And, you know, I just wanted folks, if you had anything, some like some, some very quick final thoughts on like what you hope to see happen in the coming months and years with Puerto Rico. Well, I, I would say, like Catherine said, like, you know, canceling the debt would be a great starting point yeah. and, and giving this island the independence that it wants. Like we've talked about this before. We had other guests on the show who either live or for um um, lived in Puerto Rico or were natives of the island, and and that's what they want. Like they've yeah. been treated like America's stepchild for decades on decades. I don't blame them. And obviously, as they've been under our federal government, we see how messed up their situations are. So they're not benefiting at all. It's like you know, even for people who call for statehood, like I under I understand, I guess, like both sides of that argument because they're like, well, we've been, you know, you know, we've been under the federal government and we've been Americans and we've been treated horrible. Obviously they're people of color. They have a different language. And, you know, because also like racism and white supremacy, I don't think that they would ever have full um, agency or Mm -hmm. like be fully legitimized in our country. And I think we should just let them, you know, cancel the debt and let them run the Island like they want. All right, guys. So we do have to wrap up instead of giving a closing statement. I'm going to read uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pa- hand off my closing statement to Dean Negron, who left a comment that I just thought was too important and too interesting not to share. Okay. Dean Negron says this is a perfect example of who the real welfare welfare queens mm. and terrorists are. There is nothing American, patriotic, or Christian about these subhuman shills on Capitol Hill holding office and running multi-billion-dollar corporations while being protected by men and women in badges and robes. And our mm. tax dollars pay for all of it. America is not a country; it's a business. Your mm. oppression is their oppression. And, you know, for me, and maybe because I'm becoming more radicalized, the older I get, don't don't watch or phone tap me, FBI. But it, it just feels like the U.S. government is supposed to be for the people, by the people. But every day mm. it's for the business, mm. by the people that run the businesses. And everyone gets left behind. And it feels like Puerto Rico is one of those just casualties of this business-focused America. And until we shift away from that, we are always going to have Puerto Ricos. So maybe it's time to just let throw the whole system out and start over. Who knows? Well, on that note, I do want to thank everyone once again for chiming into this conversation. We appreciate all of the comments and the phone calls that we got. Shout out to Roland Michelle also who is watching. Um, and, of course, Catherine Bezler who joined us on In Station in studio here. Let your voice be heard. Again, she is a teacher, an activist, and she created People for Bernie Sanders. How can people contact you and, and, and follow you? It's super easy at K-A-T-B-R-E-Z-L-E-R on all of the platforms. Gotcha. And hopefully you'll come back again. Yes. Great discussion, guys. And, of course, if you want to continue to support Let Your Voice Be Heard, follow us at BeHeard underscore radio on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us at Facebook, facebook.com slash Let Your Voice Be Heard. And if you really love us and really want to support us and actually keep us on air, leave a donation at patreon.com slash BeHeard radio. Again, that's patreon.com slash BeHeard radio. On that note, happy Sunday. Continue to keep fighting the powers that be talking about these issues that we care about and every day just dedicating ourselves to overcoming this oppression. And I think one day we'll see, we'll get there to the promised land.